this is the last episode of Gaggle's Game. <laughs> this is the breakup <laughs> episode. Something you've all been waiting for. Be you are. Welcome back to another episode of the Gaggle of Gays podcast. I'm Alaska. I'm Taylor. I'm Cam. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, gag- gaggle of Gays. That is correct. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> it was a fair reiteration. Uh... <laughs> In summary. <laughs> Let's see. Before actually we start, uh, how was y'all's day? <laughs> I had the day off. It was great. I'm oh, gonna we love that. Walk in yeah, the we love that. Why are you Be off? It's Friday. Uh, I don't know. We just had a random day off. We had a fire yesterday too, but I still had to work the whole day. So <laughs> I wish they would fire me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Honestly, <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> I'll just send them this episode. Don't worry. <laughs> I got you. Well... I got you. Yeah, they'd <laughs> be like, oh. Uh, fire you probably i they they can't replace me oh that's a good point that's a good point, that's a good point. <laughs> my day was fucking rough at work it was not fun but at least it's over eh? i'm sorry and my bosses yeah. come back next week i'm so sad the last Ooh, day of freedom and it was still bad yeah i'll send that to them <laughs> they would have no idea what was going on anyways my area is vibing right now i added lights in here Ooh. Slay. Slay. i was hanging out with your mom kim Oh, we just learned that some people should just get a divorce. Um, yeah, that is. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I, yeah, that's fair. Gag. Um, get a divorce. Um, take his money. Take his. <laughs> take it all. Um, take the house. If you know, you don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the men in my family uh, are terrible. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, and secondly, I woke up in my club clothes, and oh, <laughs> I I didn't black out last night. Nice. Nice. But yeah, you still woke, woke up in your club clothes. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, we celebrate the victories where we can. Right. right? Yeah, it's like yeah, that yeah. last time whenever you walked in, you said, come on, Ripley, and you just walked out. Joe <laughs> <laughs> just said, oh. It was so funny. <laughs> and then you woke up in the club clothes and Ripley beside you. Yeah. We yeah, opened that door. This Ripley was just staring at us like, please get me out of here. <laughs> Go. <laughs> well, because here's the gag. I I didn't black out or anything, but I came, we came home and Vincent was like, "Do you want an edible?" Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It tasted like a fruit snack, and it had me on my ass. <laughs> um, so. Love that. Love that. Love that for you. All right. Well, that'll give us a little buffer into not wanting to die as much. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. It's kind of the second part's rough too. I mean, it's all rough. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do the second part of Richard Ramirez today. Before we start, though, uh, I messed up two things whenever I went back and was editing and I was listening to myself. So I accidentally said Ruben's sister instead of saying Julian's sister, which is Julian's his dad, so that's my bad. And then I also switched up. I accidentally said that Maybell was the one who lived, but Maybell had actually died and Florence was the one that had lived. The 81 and 83-year-old. So oh, yeah. That is... My bad. But see, this is Turn why it's two parts is good, because then I can go back and listen and realize that I messed up, so. But yeah. Hey, why Why do they say that? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> people are probably like, like, that's not correct. Fuck? We're going to oh, get a me. bad review and be like, that's me. Yeah, that's, that's on my bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where, where did we last? We left off when uh, the they dentist. went to the dentist, right? Yeah. So they went to the dentist, and then they hired two police officers to do surveillance on the building, right? So they just waited. That's what oh, right, because he had janky breath. Yeah, janky breath. Yeah. He had like a... Right, I'm, I'm caught up, up now. <laughs> Taylor said, it's all coming back to me. <laughs> Y'all said the dentist, and I was like, we talked about a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I got it now. I'm, I'm here. Mouth wide open. <laughs> Mouth wide open. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's where we left off. Creo said, so they had been there, I think, for like a week-ish. And then Creo said that one of the executives from his department said that they were wasting their money. So they took the guys off and put in a robbery alarm instead. You know, like what they use for banks and shit. Mm-hmm. The very first day that they pulled the guys and put the alarm in, Richard showed up. And then the dentist was trying to push the alarm and it didn't work. So the cops didn't show oh up. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the so, fuck? But here's here's the thing. Could they not call 911? Well, I mean, he doesn't want to... If he's going to call 911, I'd be pretty obvious with him being right there. So, But... but- he, you know, dentists leave the area like often, right? So he'd be like, I'm going to go grab the mold. And then he like goes away. He's like, hey, assistant, call 911. Richard's here. And then I he goes back so, in yeah. and he's like, la di da di da. I just didn't think, he probably didn't I think that the, the, scene, I mean. <laughs> the cops would be so incompetent. So, but yeah, he ended up calling Creo that night and was like, uh, so he showed up. Where the fuck were you? And he said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> which really sucks. Creo was pissed, which as he should be, as I am. So since he wasn't caught, he continued on his <sighs> spree. So Ramirez right. burglarized the Monterey Park home of Joyce Louise Nelson. Lucille Nelson. Sorry, that's on me. She was 61 years old. After entering the home, he found her asleep on the couch. Then he beat her to death using his fist and kicking her in the head. He then fled the scene and left that uh, the via sneaker imprint on her face. Ooh. Another imprint this time on her yeah. face. Right. Really fucked up. He's disgusting. Listen, I have another genius idea. If I was the dentist, see, I should have been the dentist. Okay, really I would on that dentist his teeth up, so that way he'd have to come back again. Taylor's just pulling out his fucking teeth. <laughs> I'm like, you'll be back. Don't worry. You'll yeah. He's like, no shit. I'm bleeding out. Shave, shaving his gums. Like, oh, your gum lines are receding, man. Yeah, I should have come back. <laughs> How about tomorrow? Does tomorrow work? Uh... Uh, that being said, uh, Taylor could never be a dentist now. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to dental school after right. this, but okay. Like, oh, that patient was kind of cute. Let me fuck up his teeth. <laughs> Let me fuck up his face. <laughs> and then offer him a discount. <laughs> no, my old dentist was like really attractive. Mm. He was so oh, fun. And then he, awkward. it was awkward because he's in your mouth and it's like, you're, you're, you're like, seeing me in my most <laughs> vulnerable state. Yeah. He was like, so you played tennis? And I was like, yeah. He's like, so you know what this mouth can do. So you know what this mouth can do. Our sister was our dental hygienist, so I can't, oh. can't relate. That's but uh, nice, That just means she saw us at family functions. She'd be like, hey, you need to get your teeth checked out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean Thanksgiving dinner. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, get out of here. <laughs> anyways, anyways. <laughs> Taylor, do you have any more to say about the dentist? Sorry. Uh, no, that was it. He's a fuck to the dentist, fuck the doctor. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just saying I should have been his dentist. You should have, right? Okay, with your just teaching Barbie, degree. Just a Barbie, I can be anything. <laughs> yes. Oof. And you can. You can. <laughs> so the same night, he continued stalking, looking for his next victim. After ha- having no luck searching other neighborhoods, he actually returned to the same fucking neighborhood. <sighs> you know, that really doesn't surprise me. Right. So he's he's a cocky motherfucker. He yeah. he really is. So. This time, he entered the home of Sophie Dickman, who was 63 years old. He assaulted her and handcuffed her while holding her at gunpoint. He then tried to rape her while he had a pillow over her face because he didn't Mm. want her to look at him. But he did not. He failed to rape her. And then he just stole her jewelry and ran. 
So, but before he left, he told her to swear to Satan and that she, he had taken everything that was worthwhile inside the home. So, get right. this shit. Get this shit. She lived right next to an employee of the LAPD. Right next what? to them. What? Yep. So early in the hours after Ramirez had left Sophie handcuffed to the bed, she pulled the bed next to the window and began shouting for her neighbor's attention by saying the LAPD's name over and over. Her name was Linda, and that's how she was discovered. Right, right. And she, Linda was having people over. Like, there was other people there, and Linda wasn't even the one that heard it. It was, like, one of her friends. She was like, hey, someone's calling your name, like, outside. So, but once again, they're right there. Nothing. Yep. She was like... It was so scary having him be right there. And I was like, you weren't even the one that he attacked. <laughs> like, right. All right. Then on July 20th, uh, 1985, still, Ramirez bought a machete that he took with him when he drove his stolen Toyota to the home of Layla and Maxon Needing. Layla was 66 and Maxon was uh, 68. This was in Glendale, California. Instead of sneaking, he just burst into the room of the sleeping couple and began hacking at them with the machete before killing them with shots to the head from his oh same 22 caliber handgun. Uh, post-mortem, he continued to mutilate the bodies before searching the rest of the home for valuables and then he took everything that he could get and ran. They connected the 22 to previous cases that had been used. So, and now they have, you know, the descriptions are the same, the 22 and then the footprint. So, the same night he drove into Sun Valley, LA in the early hours, he broke into the home of the Kovanoff family. He killed Chanarong instantly using a 22 caliber handgun, the same one, with a shot to the head before he repeatedly raped his wife, whose name was Somkid. I, I forgot to say the trigger warnings at the beginning, but they're all the same as before. So, if you're, if you listen to the first episode, then this second one you know same same thing so he check found... episode description before you go any further into the episode if yes. you want the trigger warnings so he bound and sexually assaulted their eight-year-old son before forcing the mother to show him all the valuables in the home and telling her to swear to satan that she isn't hiding any money then he fled after the attack she told the police that he had bad teeth as well he left a footprint on the front porch and then he had also left one in front of the sliding door like right when you step into the living room that was where he had entered i believe was the was the sliding door so after this another composite sketch was drawn and looked like all the other ones so sliding doors have always freaked me out some and this this confirmed it. Yeah, I don't like I don't like sliding doors. Yeah, not a fan. Around this time, the police had enough of a description from many victims and their evidence to say that the suspect had bad teeth, was approximately six foot, is Hispanic, shaggy, black hair, and a size 11 and a half of VSU. So, on August 6th, Ramirez broke into Chris and Virginia Peterson's home. He shot Virginia in the face, then shot Chris in the neck and tried to flee the scene. But Chris fought back after being shot oh. in the neck. Right. And he chased that motherfucker out of his house and Ramirez ran oh my god because he's a chicken like as soon if you were fighting back he is scared he just ran off and the couple survived both of them this one he used a 25 bad bitches bad bitches uh so he used the 25 for the shooting which was new because he had been using the 22 so So he got another gun somehow yes they also knew at this point that the suspect was following the news because the phone line started to be cut when he entered the phone oh the phone entered the home this shit was so fucked up okay so the reason that he knew to start doing this was because the phone call that william doy had made in part one that saved his wife's life remember that phone call had been released to the fucking media what yeah like how is that allowed i that's what i'm saying i don't know so they released that which is horrifying like that's the last moments of his life and he's trying to save his wife and you release that to the media i swear the media in this was so stupid like lapd was pretty bad but the media really fucked up 
up the case too. Yeah, I I feel like because they're supposed to keep all that stuff under wraps, which like like no comment, no comment because you don't want the killer to be exactly. Off. Yeah. Oh, also Salerno was talking to a reporter and he knew that he wasn't supposed to say it, but he was just so heated about everything going on and he called the killer a coward. And then the news reported this in an article with a ton of shit about his life. Like, Ooh. way to put a target on him and his family. Like, fuck you yeah. guys. Oh, it was so stupid. Oh, I appreciate sure I had, like, like Richard two Richard hears everyone saying he's got stinky mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and he's mad mad because he's fucking little dick. Little fucking poop <laughs> So on August 8th, only two days later, he breaks into Sakina and Elias Abawas' home. Uh, Sakina was 28 and Elias was 35. He fatally shot Mr. Abawas, who was sleeping. Then he handcuffed, beat, and raped Sakina while demanding their jewelry. He ended up tying tying up their three years three-year-old son but the son and the mother did survive sakina reported telling him telling her not to look at him and she was saying that she sweared to god but he kept saying to swear to satan and then he fled by august 18th he had left la to travel to the san francisco bay area to get away from the police activity due to all the killings because he knew that they were getting more on him so he's like guess mm-hmm. i gotta run so this is where he broke into peter and Bar- barbara pan's house peter was 69 and barbara was 64 he shot peter in the head with that 25 caliber handgun then he beat and raped barbara before shooting her in the head he he ate the food in the fridge threw it back up and then masturbated in the living room what uh (laughs) then he carved weird he's fucking weird then he carved a pentagram and carved jack the knife on a bedroom wall and then he fled when they arrived when the police arrived they found barbara alive and they took her to the hospital she ended up living and he left a footprint again at the scene after this killing was when the police named him the night stalker because of the change in location instead of the walk-in killer and stuff yeah could they not get dna from his masturbating and throwing up like see that's what i thought but i guess not i don't know when when they might have been able to it might have just been like too early yeah that technology when did dna testing come out because i think dna testing was like 80s and 90s uh was first used in 1986 for a criminal case so a year after oh that's so bad oh okay so since the footprint was very rare the two detectives salerno and carrillo decided to contact the manufacturer of the shoe they figured the shoe was black from descriptions of the victim saying he always wore black clothing they only found six pairs of those exact 11 and a half shoes had existed that were black so with five of them were shipped to locations in Arizona. Meanwhile, the last one was shipped to the shoe store in LA. So only one, one fucking shoe in LA. They instantly were able to connect the previous shoe prints uh, as evidence. Once again, that media fucks it up. The San Francisco mayor was dumb as hell, released this information to a televised press conference, which just gave Ramirez more insight into what was happening with the investigation following his crimes. So then he tossed his shoe over the side of the golden gate bridge that same night oh yeah i mean if he knows that they're looking for that shoe he's gonna be able to get rid of it that's so right. stupid so easily switch it up salerno like. and korea were pissed they were like are you kidding me especially because san francisco that that, the, that was the only one in san francisco the rest were in their jurisdiction so they were like really you had one and then you managed to fuck it up like and they kept telling them to keep it unwrapped but they were like oh no i think people should know god right i'm not really sure about the date actually of this one but i do know that it happened one of the police officers of the lapd actually had his house broken into by ramirez it was really 
Yeah, it was Lorraine and John Rodriguez. Lorraine was asleep on the couch when she heard a loud noise and she woke up and she called out to her husband because she thought it was him, right? And then he like came out and was like, that was not me. So they searched the house, but they found, all they found was a window that had been painted shut was pried open. So like, obviously they said, I mean, we didn't open that. It was painted shut. What they think is that whenever she yelled out, it startled him before he had time to adjust to the dark and try to attack. So Mm -hmm. he ran off. Thank God she did that though yeah that is true uh, animal he Ew. is he really is after the detectives arrived on the scene they found the same footprint in the flower bed they assume it's because like how hard he had to push to get the window open that he just sunk into it which is good for them because i mean but then again well i think this was before they found out about the shoe and like he tossed it and stuff so some some area of time that happened so i thought that was crazy though so on august 24th six days after his last attack in san francisco he traveled to Mission Viejo in his stolen orange Toyota. He arrived at the home belonging to James Romero Jr. and his 13-year-old son, who was also named James Romero III. The son had actually happened to be awake at the time that Ramirez was stalking the perimeter of the home looking for an entrance because he had gone outside to get a pillow inside of his truck. He heard the suspicious sounds of Ramirez lurking around even after going back inside and so he woke his parents up and he ran. Ramirez ran. But this shit's wild. The son was so smart that he like noted the color, make, and style of the car and a partial license plate. Oh, nice. Like, what a smart, smart kid. kid. What a smart kid. I would have been like, it was orange. I don't like <laughs> what style? I have idea. no idea. License plate L. Like, I don't know. But yeah, so that was really helpful for them. They He left another footprint oh, at the yeah. house, but at this time it wasn't the Via sneaker anymore. So the same, same night, he, he's so fucking bold. Same night, he entered the house of Bill Carnes, who was 30, and his fiance Inez Erickson, who was 29, through their back door. He crept into their bedroom while they were sleeping before using his same 25 caliber handgun to shoot Carnes in the head three times. After he finished with Bill, he directed his attention toward Inez and divulged the information that he was, in fact, the Night Stalker and forced her to swear to Satan. And so he beat her with his fists and then bound her with neckties that he found. He stole what he could and then proceeded to rape her and demand more cash before telling her to let them know what the night's or that the night stalker was there after he fled he was able to she was able to untie herself then she ran to a neighbor's house to have them call for help her fiance bill lived the surgeons were able to remove three bullets from his head three bullets from his head god damn and he lived how do you live that that's insane no that's impressive yeah so was he like okay afterward i know he lived like was he okay uh you know i actually don't know maybe Oh. But I feel like that would at least have some type of yeah, yeah it's gotta yeah. like mess with a little bit yeah so then after she gave her description to the police to help further the investigation as it matched Ramirez uh, including the fact that he literally said that he was the night stalker you know just, just a little something on August 28th four days later the police discovered the stolen orange Toyota in Koreatown they were able to actually check the car for fingerprints this time and they found one fingerprint that was left on the rear view mirror and it was positively identified as Richard Ramirez. And this is because he was already in the system for that car theft eight months prior. So if they just got that fingerprint that oh first time with the car, they would have had him because he was already right. in it. Right. He was already in the system. Damn. Mm-hmm. All I of know. This, all of a sudden they have permission mm-hmm. to check the car. So <sighs> dumb. 
So they, they got his name, everything. They knew where he's from. On August 30th, six days after his last known murder, Ramirez's name and photograph were released to the public, even though Salerno and Carrillo didn't want to do that because they knew that he would run, obviously. So this was done without their permission. He was very unaware that his name and face were everywhere, though. So he arrived back in LA to his bus terminal, you would think. So he arrives back at the bus terminal. He did notice the cops that were lingering there, though, that were looking for him. But he didn't know they were looking for him. He just saw them. And he was like, oh, shit, like, I'm gonna just go this way. So just walk right past him. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, they had cops everywhere. And he just walked. (laughs) My God. Oh, it's so frustrating, you guys. It's so frustrating. It's not real. That's so... What? (laughs) If they're literally there looking for him and he walked right back. And they know what he looks like and everything. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like, how that's do you fuck that feels up? like it's a game because he's yeah. like winning at it. Mm-hmm. He's probably like, these bitches are so stupid that I don't even have to try. Like, right. Oh. No, he really doesn't. They're practically yeah. just handing it to him. No, they, yeah. So after he slipped past them, he just walked over to a little liquor store and right. he did notice that people were staring at him though. He was like, that's kind of weird. And then he picked up one of the newspapers and that's when he saw his name and photo on the front motherfucking cover. <laughs> So he said, I gotta go. So he got on a bus and then was, I don't know where he was even going, but he got on the bus and then it started going and a guy hadn't had the same paper and recognized it. So the guy immediately got off the bus to call 911. So this is when it gets wild. So he took off running because you know, that's what he does. Right. Of course. But everyone was so fed up with his bullshit that people began to chase him. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's like on foot, people were chasing this motherfucker. Hell yeah. So people were chasing him, people were calling the cops. So this man was getting chased across LA by police cars, police on foot, people on foot, like citizens on foot, helicopters. I was like, okay, like fuck him up. Yes. So at one point he even crossed the freeway and somehow didn't get hit, but he ran across the LA freeway. Like it was a long fight fucking run so he while he was running he attempted to steal a woman uh woman's car her name was angie de la torres he entered the neighborhood tried to steal her car but then her husband manuel came out and just beat the fuck out of ramirez with a fence post (laughs) that's amazing and so then he ran again he's like beat up he's running the mob's still chasing him i think it was like an hour finally when the mob caught up to him and which is like the mob caught up to them before the cops come on so they caught up to him and then the mob started beating the shit out of him too It was amazing. So I know that fucker. Yeah, so good. Oh yeah, like they should have just. Some part of me is like they should have just killed him, but then again, I'm like I wanted him to suffer. But yeah, so they're just beating the shit out of him. Finally, the cop showed up. Like God, okay. So some people say that the police officer that got him up said he's that Ramirez had said to him, "Thank God you're here." I don't know if that's completely true or not, but if it is, the irony of that. After right. he kept making people swear to Satan, then he's like, oh, thank God you're here. Like, fuck right. you. But either way, he was apprehended and he was put in jail. So after he was apprehended, Finally. he was just blabbing about everything to the police, saying that he knew it was going to be going away forever, that he knew what he did would, like, was wrong and all of this shit. Full confession, right? But then later he would retract his statement. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Scared, he was just scared little boy. He at was. The core of it all. Scared he, little bitch. Yeah. He also told Frank Salerno that he was impressed by him because he had read about the other serial killers that he had apprehended, the um Hillside Stranglers, which is like, why are you yeah. sucking up 
to the detective that's taking I don't know, whatever. Right. They ended up having to have a police escort because they thought people were going to kill them, which, yeah. Fair. During Fair. the police escort, too, whenever they were taking him, uh, they said that... <laughs> Women were like lining the streets, basically simping for him. Korea said, like, "Yes, TikTok. That's crazy." Korea said that one woman flashed him, and he was like, "Well, that's Ew. obviously not for me. It's for Ramirez." But yep, what the fuck? What? Ew, the fuck? Why would you? What? I ooh, I hate them so much. So they also had Anastasia Hironas come back to identify in a lineup as well. She was the six-year-old, remember? Which a brave fucking six-year-old to do that. She came back and they had him in a lineup, and I think they were having him say some of his phrases like swearing to Satan, and like he used to say, yeah. uh, "Fuck you, bitch," and like all this stuff. So they were having them repeat it, and she instantly said, "That's him." So as it continued, wow. he kept refusing to take accountabilities for his actions, saying it was mistaken identity his family believed him and continued to stick with the fact that it wasn't him because he was gaslighting them so hard they're probably in denial too like if yeah I my kid was doing all this stuff like especially since I he was kept know, being I like know. oh it's not me he kept telling his sister that there was no point in finding a good lawyer to represent him because he was just going to say that he was guilty because it didn't matter because they were going to say he was anyways like you are obviously yeah, you are there's right. a lot of evidence it's not like oh they're just gonna say that i'm guilty and not be it like no don't gaslight them like that Ugh. you are guilty you did do it yeah and he kept saying like oh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say that i'm guilty and but then he would go to all the trouble of like changing his representation in court multiple times like he had this one guy and then apparently that guy had a bad rep like something to do with the law he got in trouble with the law or something so he was like oh let me switch and he switched to two pairs of attorney that originally he was like no i don't want them i don't want them they're too young and inexperienced which is like what okay what? so he went with the two lawyers in the end but they had never worked on a death penalty case before so this was like brand new for them which oh. what a fucking case to have as your right. first like yeah that's that's a lot. Right. This trial, y'all, was so fucking whack. It was stupid. <sighs> During the trial, at one point, he literally drew a pentagram on his hand and was shouting, Hail Satan. But yet his family was like, no, it wasn't him. <laughs> right. And his sister, Ruth, was actually there for most of the trial until they stopped allowing her in. I'm not really sure exactly why. They also wanted to change venues a few times, which was like, okay, because they thought it wouldn't be fair. They also wanted to change juries constantly because they said that it wasn't fair because it was made up of mainly white and Asians, I think. And they said that that wouldn't be fair. But it what, like, why? he killed everyone like he killed all types of people right. so how is that not fair i don't know it was really weird i didn't understand that but you know i think they were just trying to make it harder and give them more time to work on it too because every Probably. time they would do stuff like that it would take like a few weeks before they could come back in like this trial was so long and all the meanwhile this trial was going on he had literal fucking fans coming to the courtroom which why were they allowed in oh my god coming coming and coming right to the courtroom <laughs> literally which uh so women would yeah, come in and sit in this courtroom and just fawn over this man Ew. 
And he would he would indulge it. Like he would look back and like smile at them and shit. Oh, oh, that makes me so mad. I mean, of course he would. Of course, yeah. So I heard so many quotes too from these women whenever I was reading the book, and it it started to make me like physically ill. I was like, you guys are saying this stuff about a man who killed so many people and brutally just like is disgusting. I, I don't I don't understand how people can be okay with that. Yeah, but it's not like a new thing. It doesn't surprise me because they've done it with a lot of serial killers yeah we were saying even when this netflix doc came out a whole Mm -hmm. brand new fan base was forming like oh like richard's so cute he's so fucking ugly too he looks like the bottom of my foot like like i don't understand it because gross yeah and also he's a monster like yeah even if he was like attractive you should not see someone that killed a bunch of people and be like he's so hot like are you fucking kidding right oh also i feel like obviously internally if you do bad things no matter how attractive you are you're automatically ugly like if if i'm into a person and i see them so much as litter you're not cute to me anymore like right it's uh, agreed agreed but the gist of all of these quotes was basically that he was attractive and that oh this shit got me too they would all be like oh he would never hurt me though. Like if we were together, he would never hurt me. I was like, bitch, yes he would. Are you would. kidding me? He would do it in a heartbeat given the chance. He does not care who you are. There is no emo. Yeah, like that's he the will only do way it. he can have sex is exactly. somebody. Exactly. I was like, how dare you be like, oh, he wouldn't do that to me. You are dumb as shit for thinking that. Oh, oh, okay. He literally had a girlfriend, but he could not have sex with her because he <laughs> couldn't do it without harming. Like, oh, you aren't special. You you are not that special, baby. Like, come on. So during his time in those jail cells he was also getting fan mail from these women including naked pictures of the women oh so he also would hang up crime scene photos of his victims on the walls what how did he get those apparently he's allowed access to them right right that's what but they gave them don't they go through their mail too first yeah they do do yeah they do but why would you let him get naked pictures i don't that doesn't make sense i I don't know. I guess he is allowed that, but I don't understand. Like, I get it's his trial, but he should still not get crime scene photos. So I agree. He got those and would set them up on his walls and guard said it was super uncomfortable because he would literally masturbate to them. Right. Because he's disgusting. I was just thinking that, but I was hoping Mm -hmm. you wouldn't say it. Me too. He would also admit things that would incriminate him, such as, quote, I did it, you know, you guys got me. The stalker, end quote. Like, are you fucking, what? (laughs) What more do you need? And <laughs> quote, like a fucking zany 90s character like, Hey, you got me. Yes. Right. Yippity yes. dippity. Like, <laughs> fuck you, guy. Like, he pisses me off. And also, quote, of course I did it. So what? Shoot me. I deserve to die. End quote. Yeah, his family still believed him. Right. He is openly admitting multiple times that he did it. Like, right. It's almost like he's, um, what's the word? Like, where you switch back and forth. Not really bipolar, but I don't, I don't know what the word is. I can't think of it. Like, mer- multiple personality? Yeah, kinda. Uh, another unfortunate incident during the trial was that one of the jurors that was working on the trial was found shot and killed in her apartment during the trial. People began to freak Ooh. out because they obviously thought that Ramirez had somehow done it, like, had someone on the outside to be able to do this but unfortunately it turned out that she had been stuck in an abusive relationship with a boyfriend that she lived with yeah and he was the one that had killed her and then killed himself after fleeing and finding out the cops that were onto him hate people (laughs) yeah 
another juror had been dismissed, I believe, because he didn't, I think, show up to one of the hearings, which I don't know why exactly. He was then replaced with this woman named Cindy Hayden, who was already obsessed with Richard Ramirez. Oh, no. Yeah. She had already sent him cupcakes for Valentine's Day before she was a juror and had said, I love you, written on the top. How is that allowed so, to for them yeah, to choose a juror that did that? Don't exactly. they have to have no bias? Like, right. Isn't exactly. that a requirement? Right. But yet they still, she ended up being a juror. So when she was summoned right. up there, there was an interaction that had passed between Ramirez and one of his attorneys where he leaned in and told the attorney that she, quote, looked like she won the fucking lottery, end quote, because of how happy and smile she was, smiley she was whenever she was summoned, thinking she was going to do something for him. Like, you, you can't even be friends or, like, know someone who is a police officer and no. be on a right jury. yeah and so that's why i don't understand but she she was so during the trial there was also testimonies from survivors of the attacks that all identified ramirez as the attacker inside the courtroom like pointing to him they said that is the man like right. including uh the six-year-old Hirona's. she came back and did it which she is such a baller Aww. six-year-old she is good for her she she was stuck to her word she said i don't want this to happen to anybody else so she said, Aww. I guess that was so, oh, so powerful. There was so much evidence tied to him that there was just like, no way. There was no way. Oh, also, did you know who cleans up the crime scenes? The fucking families. Mm. Right. Yeah. So all these people, their children were like the ones cleaning up the blood of their parents. Oh, that's awful. It's so terrible. A lot of them were talking about that. Like in their testimonies, they were like, do you know how fucked up all of this is and the fact that we're the ones that have to clean up what you did oh yeah finally after a super fucking long trial they found him guilty of 43 counts 13 murders five attempted murders 11 sexual assaults and 14 burglaries so then he was sentenced to die in california's gas chamber after he was convicted he had a few words and i i heard these quotes too like of him when he was walking out of the courtroom it made me actually ill he said big deal death always came with the territory and then the most famous line of i'll see you in disneyland what yeah he that's a weird ass why i don't know but he was listening to him say it he was so calm and it so from there they transferred him to sam quentin state prison this is where he spent 23 years on death row i kind of wish that he had been with the other prisoners instead of on death row you know separated from them because he would have just gotten yeah yeah especially because they don't take lightly to like anything dealing with children so Mm -hmm. they would have just Wait, but... do y'all think he said see you in Disneyland because he loved hell and Satan so much? That was his version of saying see you in hell? Ooh, maybe. Ooh. He's like, oh, I'm so excited to go. See y'all there. He probably, yeah. Oh, okay, Cam. I didn't even think about that. Period. So... But unfortunately, he was on death row the whole time. While in prison, he kept into contact with a few of the women that had been sending him mail and shit, including the juror. <laughs> oh! Isolation. So, Let him talk to anybody. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. So she continued to simp for him and he kind of let her on, but he never fully committed to her. Then there is this other one named Doreen Leoy. She's a piece of shit too. So she's a teen magazine editor and she began a relationship with Ramirez. <laughs> Her family disowned her, which... And she was like, I don't understand yeah. why. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What do you mean you don't know why? Obviously. Right. So, also, what... Like, honestly, like, he's going to die. What kind of relationship can you have with him? Someone that's on death row that you can literally. hardly even see. Yeah. He's, yeah. Go- he's literally going to die. <laughs> like, there's said, no doubt about it. And so they continued their stupid-ass relationship, and he proposed to her in 1988. And then okay. they were married in 1996. 
Yeah. Everyone also reported that they were super fucking awkward around each other while they were married. Like, the few times that they got to see each other. She believed that he was completely innocent, even after everything, all the evidence tying to him, him to all the crime scenes. Like, really? Right. Really? 43 counts? And you're believing this man? Even... Even if all of those weren't true, even though they were, there's still some of that is true. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> so even one of those should be enough for you to not be with this right. man. But she said, eh. <sighs> it was like sympathize with somebody like that and yeah, no, yep, yep. you're fucked up. So it wasn't until he was linked to that first murder that I had told you all about, the nine-year-old, which probably mm-hmm. isn't even the first one, but the first one that they had DNA to tie him to. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't until 2009, whenever that came out, that's when she divorced him. That is such a long time to be married to that man. And that's what, that was the- That's that's the straw? Yeah, that's the last thing that you're like, oh, okay, that's too much. What the fuck? <laughs> What? Oh. All the other evidence wasn't enough, but but that. But that. Mm. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Got the cameras. Like, ooh, it makes me so mad. He spent all that time on death row just to die on June 7th, 2013 at age 53 from B-cell lymphoma. This is a type of cancer that's formed inside the B-cells, which are immune system cells. So at least he most likely got to experience the things such as like bone marrow fa- failure, difficulty breathing, hyperviscosity of the blood, which makes the blood thicker. And there's a lot of other really rough things that come with the in life stages of this type of cancer so i'm hoping that they didn't put him on any type of pain meds or anything Mm. and that he just completely suffered right so he died in 2013 also after he died it was reported that no one came to claim the body thank god he deserved he they should have just like no his body doesn't deserve to they should have burned it i don't know yeah yeah so yeah that is the story of Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. My sources were an 18-hour of a fucking audiobook of him called The Night Stalker by Philip Carlo, who spent a lot of times actually speaking to Richard while he was on death row, so it came directly from him. Uh, it was... I applaud the people that can, like, sit there and talk to them because Mm-mm, I, I could not do it. <laughs> it was, the book had a lot of information that I was looking for, but it was kind of weirdly written. It was, like, written in 1996 or something, and... You know how kind of mm, some of those books could be back then. But at least it had information. Then also the Netflix documentary, The Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer, which was all right for some parts on the police side. I did get to see some of that. But at the same time, they did leave out key parts where they fucked up. So right. <laughs> it, that's why it was nice having two sources. And I mean, even even Richard was like, the police sucked. Like when he was talking to Philip, he was like, yeah. they could have, they should have caught me way earlier, but they didn't. And so <laughs> if, the, if the guy knows that, then like, come on. Right. He wasn't subtle, wore the same shoe. Like, I don't know. Yeah, he left so much clues. This... I'm so happy to be done with this man's because he pissed me off and I just, uh. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah. glad to not hear about him again. Yeah. He did, he did great, but. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh... Yeah. At least he's dead. At least he's dead. And yeah. hopefully got to I suffer. I feel like that's so recent. Yeah. The fact that I didn't even know that he had died. I, for some reason in my head, like I knew who he was, but I just assumed that he had already died before mm-hmm. we were that age, you know? Yeah. So when I found out it was 2013, I was like, oh shit. Like I was a, what, sophomore in high school or a freshman in high school? Like, mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's weird. super recent. And I hope that his uh his family and everybody like didn't visit him and eventually I know that mm. so even after he was convicted, his family, especially his mom, 
still believed that he was innocent, but she said like that he did it, but that it was the devil controlling him. So it wasn't really him. I was like, no. Oh, so that okay. I was like, that's still him. Whether he believed to say like, no, that was your son. Sorry. I know it sucks and you don't want to believe that, but yeah, but you're just making, you know, the victims feel even worse because you're just like, oh, oh don't guys, it was just the devil. Like, like no, <laughs> no, just say you're sorry and move on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do we have any? Uh, tell me something good. Something tell fun. Me something good. <laughs> we get sued by AJ in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fair. Happy we're, early we're Valentine's Day. By the time oh my God, yeah. we're I'm about to do our gifts. little, yeah, we're gonna have a little little date night. Oh, we're gonna open me. all our gifts. We gotta do it one by one, like you know, a family. Oh, where God, you're like, I everybody, that, sit actually. down. I want oh, to yeah, see everything. Uh, I don't care. I hate that. Do you know what I went through like, with this case? You're gonna have to do it for me. Yeah. Oh. That's the most awkward. I'm trying to say you. Yeah, Jordan popped it Because I was like, yeah, I she also said. hate that. But then oh. I guess Alaska's taking away our freedom of choice, I guess. Okay. Uh, I am. Actually, I'm the most important right now. Whoa. This is my time Whoa. to shine. Oh, yeah. What? Uh, it's like therapy for me. Did we take a vote or something? Like, uh, everyone in the chat would agree. Agre- the chat. Who died and made you Jesus, huh? Uh, Richard Ramirez. Jesus? Oh. You, you don't want Richard Ramirez to make you Jesus. <laughs> no, his death. No, he'd make you meet him. <laughs> yeah. No, because if That's I get sent to hell after I die, I just know he's the first motherfucker I'm fist fighting. <laughs> Satan's like, please stop. <laughs> you you get to heaven, you're like, so uh, where's the elevator? <laughs> I take. I'll take the pull. It's fine. I'll be like, well, no. I want to make. I want to make a quick visit. I'll be like, I will be right back up. Right back. But I just. I gotta do something real quick. You, you, you hold the door for me. <laughs> I'll make <it> quick. <laughs> I'm like, put your foot in the door, Taylor. Come. <laughs> Ding. You like come back and and God's like, you got. You can't come in now. <laughs> yeah. My face is like bloody and swollen. I'm like, look. Like, I did this I, for I all know of what us. Richard did. I know what Richard did. God says. But you're gay. Blossy, so, you know, that's a what you did to him was so much worse. <laughs> you're gay. And you're doing so much worse. I'm like, shit, fair enough. I'll take the poll back. Um, don't worry, don't worry. Oh, yeah, no, he's for sure first one. First one going in. Uh, speaking about religion and serial killers, you know what pissed me off is when they're in jail and then like, oh, I found God in jail. And yes. Like, if he's oh. real. He lets them in heaven. No, and God are gonna fist fight. Actually, yeah. no, I'm gonna get up to those yeah. gates, fist swinging. That yeah. confused me as a kid too, like in a Catholic school. Yeah, right? it, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, they turn their life around. They're in prison. Like they're doing this charity work." And I'm like, "They don't have a fucking no. choice. They're li- like they're stuck in there. What else are yeah. they gonna do? Obviously, they're gonna try to make themselves look better and be like, oh, 'Oh, I'm training mm-hmm. dogs or I'm doing this.' Like." Shut up. Oh, and then like the victims in heaven, like watching their murderer walk through, like, what the fuck? They said, no, that's not real. There's no way. No. Yeah. We were always like, so last rites, obviously, like, some people give it to them, but but killers and horrible people, like, you can just read them their last rites and, like, never understand that. Even Mm. whenever I, you know. Also, I'm not a religious person. If someone if someone tries to give my last rice before I die, I'm gonna kick them in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel like 
I feel like our following probably agrees with us, maybe. I feel like they wouldn't have made it this far I feel into like this podcast. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be listening. We're going to get Shut our up. first hate review. I hope so. You can at me so in it. Someone that's listening. Oh, wait, are we still putting this? Are we still talking? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not anti-religion. I'm just not religious myself, and I have things that I don't understand. Well, and I, love I just don't. Jojo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. This is the longest outro. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back. Wait, get, can eat, you go eat a fucking chicken nugget? Get can out. Can you keep up? Get out of my room. Move my there I'll play with my friends. Play with my friends. Oh shit, we haven't even said that. Oh, oh wait, shit, Taylor, yeah, tell yeah, him, yeah. tell him where to find. <laughs> I forgot. No, I was about to be like, buy words. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Sorry. Uh, uh, back back to business. <laughs> if you want to email us the hate review. Um, gaggle gaze podcast at gmail.com. If you want to oh. tweet us, gaggle gaze. If you want to look at the pictures of crusty, dusty, halitosis ass Richard Ramirez, is he the one that had halitosis? Yes, halitosis ass <laughs> is gaggle gaze podcast. Uh, you could also find one of our socials, and there's a link to Discord. And our Facebook group is Gaggle Gaze Podcast. I don't know. We haven't really used it in a while, Apple, but it's fine. Really Apple Podcast. We are on we're Apple, Apple Podcast. We said we would do it last somebody, time. Somebody put us on Podvine? Because yeah. we got the notification about that, and we were like, who? <laughs> I thought it was one of us, and then I sent in the group chat. I said, who? Alaska said, who did this? And we said, not me. Uh, <laughs> so whoever did that, thank you. That's yeah, sweet. thank you. Appreciate that. But yeah, now we're on Apple Podcasts. We said we were going to do it. We did it. Uh, oh, 202 plays currently. So yes, 202. We hit 200, baby. Yay. I'm like sweating now. I need a cold shower. Deodorant. Oh. Oh. Deodorant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway. But we're going to go open our, our presents. So thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Bye, Horts. Bye, Horts. Be who you are for your prayer.